Then had it sorrowfully come to pass for the young warrior that he saw his most beloved in a miserable plight on the earth at his life's end. Likewise, the terrible dragon, his slayer, lay there bereft of life and pressed sore by ruin. And the coiled dragon could no longer wield the hoard of rings, but the iron edges of the sword, well-tempered and battle-gashed, the hammer's leavings, had carried him off, so that the wide flyer, stilled because of his wounds, fell to the earth near the hoard hall. And no more in playful wise at the midnight hour did he drift through the air. This dragon, proud in his gainings of treasure, showed not his face, but was fallen to the earth because of the handiwork of the battle warrior. And as I have heard, it would have profited few of the mighty men, even though they were doughty in deeds of all kinds, though they should rush forth against the flaming breath of the poisonous scather, even to the very disturbing of the ring hall with their hands, if they should have found the guardian thereof awake, and dwelling in the cliff cave. Then Beowulf's share of lordly treasure was paid for by his death, and both he and the dragon had come to an end of their fleeting days. And not long after that, the laggards in battle, those cowardly treaty breakers, ten of them together, came back from the woodlands. They who all the while had dreaded the play of javelins when their lord had sore need of their help. But they were filled with shame and carried their shields and battle weeds to where their prince was lying. And they looked on Wheelof. He, the foot warrior, sat aweary near the shoulders of his lord and sought to rouse him by sprinkling water upon him but he succeeded not at all, nor could he, though he wished it ever so much, keep life in the chieftain, or avert a wit the will of the wielder of all things. Every man's fate was decided by the act of God, as is still the case today. Then was grim answer easily given by the young man to the cowards who had lost their courage. Wheelof spake, he, the son of Wechstan, the sad-hearted, he who will speak the truth may say that the Lord and Master who gave you gifts and warlike trappings in which ye are standing now, when he often gave on the ale bench to them who sat at the hall, both Helmet and Birney, the prince to his thanes, as he could find any of you most noble far or near, that he wholly wrongly bestowed upon you war trappings when war befell him. The king of folk needed not, indeed, to boast of his army comrades, yet God, the wielder of victory, granted to him that alone he avenged himself with the edge of the sword, when he had need of strength. And but a little life protection could I give him in the battle, yet I sought to help him beyond my strength. The dragon was by so much the weaker when I struck with my sword that deadly foe, and less fiercely the fire surged forth from his head, too few were the defenders thronged around their lord when his fated hour came, and now shall the receiving of treasure, and the gift of swords, and all joy of home and hope cease forever to men of your kin, and every man of you of the tribe must wander empty of land rights, since noble men will learn far and wide of your flight and inglorious deed. Death would be better for earls than a life of reproach.'" 